Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're going to be exploring a bit of a crystal controversy. We are talking about rough versus tumbled stones. This is something I get asked about a lot, which is better, a rough crystal or one that has been tumbled or polished? But before we dig into that, I want to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Celeste, and Celeste says, I've been enjoying your podcast for the last few months, but still feel new to crystals. In your episodes highlighting a particular crystal, which I love, you speak of working with a particular crystal. What exactly do you mean by this? Celeste, this is such a great question. So when it comes to working with our crystals, there are so many different ways that you can do this. This can be as simple as sitting and holding your stone with some awareness, being in the present moment, and just kind of tuning into its energy and seeing how it makes you feel in your body, how it makes you feel emotionally and spiritually. It can be as simple as carrying it in your pocket or wearing it as jewelry. Or you can take this to, I guess, um, you know, a few steps further and do a crystal layout with this crystal incorporated or just place it somewhere on your body, even not as part of a more complicated crystal layout. You can also use it in a crystal grid. You can meditate with that crystal. You can place it under your pillow or on your bedside table for some dream work or ask for some insight in your dream from that crystal. You could also try making a crystal essence or elixir. Again, only using the indirect method of preparation, safety first. I have an entire blog post available about that topic over on the website. If that's something that interests you, head over to loveandlightschool.com. If you're into practicing magic, you might even try a spell jar or placing your crystal in a little pouch with a few special herbs or little things that are also aligned with your intention for working with that crystal. So truly, Celeste, the possibilities are limitless. Now, Celeste also says, I feel unclear on how or if there is power in them beyond a placebo type effect, which itself could be valuable. Yeah, so this is something, you know, crystals are so subjective. Our experiences with them are highly individualized because each crystal is a little bit different and we're all very different. So whether or not this is placebo effect... Um, personally, I've kind of given up on the search for that answer because either way, at the end of the day, the question I ask myself is, do I feel that I gained some benefit from working with this stone? And if the answer is yes, then I'm kind of good with it. Um, 
I'm naturally kind of a spiritual seeker and explorer, and I like being left with more questions than answers sometimes. I know that can at times feel frustrating as well, but I've learned to just kind of ease into it a little bit more. And I don't know if that is valuable or helpful for you at all, Celeste, but it definitely helped me when I learned to just kind of let go and release my expectation or desire for a specific answer on exactly how they work. And I just more surrendered to the experience. Celeste also asks, are they ethically mined or is there child labor or exploitation involved? So we, um, I believe Celeste, you submitted this question probably before I released the interview with Nicholas Pearson all about, are your crystals ethical? If you have not yet given that a listen, definitely, definitely do. Nicholas has so much valuable insight to share about this topic. So head over again to the blog at loveandlightschool.com and hover over resources, click blog, and then do a search for are your crystals ethical? Now Celeste also says that they've been wanting to learn about crystals but haven't had the time to dive into learning more of the different names for each type and being able to recognize them. So you're in luck Celeste. This is actually something that I usually cover on the blog posts for each of the healing properties episodes that I do. Um, I try and remember to mention them on the podcast episode but when in doubt I always list them out as well over on the corresponding blog post for each episode and I go into some of those alternative names for each mineral even if they're not the more properly recognized names. And then finally, Celeste asks, where are you physically located? Um, Just wanting to know a little bit more about the school and the team. So we are located in Madison, Wisconsin. And when I say we, I mean me and the school proper are located in Madison, Wisconsin. And then our team is actually split up kind of all around the world. We are all remote. We do everything online. So our newest team member, the amazing Debbie, is located in California and um, spends some time elsewhere on the West Coast from time to time as well. And then the other half of our team is located in New Zealand. So we are spread out. There are four of us total. Um, We have Charlotte and Lucy in New Zealand. Lucy helps with a lot of our emails and marketing. And then Charlotte is our project manager and in charge of billing. And then Debbie, who I mentioned earlier, is our community manager and head of customer service. So there are just four of us. And then we occasionally get help from some website developers, um, designers, and things like that. Uh, and yeah, that's just about it. And, but our, our, we're kind of headquartered in Madison, Wisconsin, and, um, I'm originally from Chicago, but I love it in Wisconsin. I've been here since 2006, so I really, really enjoy it. Thank you so much for your questions, Celeste. That was fantastic. And yeah, even though um, I'm located in Wisconsin, we have students from all over the United States 
and all over the world. We actually have students in over 65 countries now, and it's such a joy to be able to connect with people because of the technology that we have available with the internet today. It's pretty cool. So again, Celeste, thank you so much for your amazing questions. And remember, if you have a question you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, just let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. And now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, that crystal controversy. Which is better, a rough crystal or a tumbled stone? So my own feeling about this has always been, it depends. (laughs) It depends what you're going to be working with that stone for, how you're feeling in that moment. I feel like rough stones have a little bit more of a sort of forceful presence than tumbled stones or polished stones. And I usually work with rough stones when a big energetic breakthrough is needed. So if I need a big push, if I need like quick transformation, I find that the energy of the rough stone, the way the energy is experienced, really helps me with that breakthrough. But When people ask me this question, they're often asking me whether rough stones or tumbled stones would be better or most powerful, but really more powerful or stronger doesn't always equate to better. Like anything else, it depends on the person working with the crystals and the specific situation that you find yourself in. So I mentioned, you know, rough stones have this really strong sort of energy to them. Well, tumbled stones or polished stones have a really subtle, gentle energy, and it kind of radiates outward in all directions. And in general, they feel much gentler to me than rough stones do. And sometimes this is exactly what we need. So tumbled stones are really good to work with if you're sensitive to energy or if you're working through a lot of intense emotions and you're not ready for that forceful energy, you don't want it to kind of pile on like what you might get from a rough stone. Now, some healers out there say that the more natural or the more unworked a stone is, the more energy it contains. But this hasn't been my experience at all. And honestly, it's really hard to quantify what's meant by more energy or stronger energy or better energy. The conclusion that we can draw here, though, is that some of these healers may think that the process of shaping or polishing a stone might somehow damage the stone in some way on an energetic level. Because if they're saying, well, a rough crystal in its more natural state has more energy, they're saying, you know, in effect, that by putting a crystal through a tumbling process or polishing process, that it has less energy. And most of the time, people equate this to not as good. Now, while I think that shaping a stone does change the way in which we experience the energy of that stone, it doesn't change or affect the inherent qualities or the energy of the crystal, just the way that we feel it. So when working with a shape stone, 
our experience of that stone might change as compared to a rough crystal. So for example, a rough amethyst and a tumbled amethyst still share the same qualities, but the way that the energy is emitted through that shape and then received by us and then perceived by us can shift quite a bit with each different stone shape, just like it changes when you're working with different natural crystal formations. So have you ever picked up a crystal point or a cluster or a scepter or a geode and felt that they were all a little bit different? Well, they may all still be the same type of material. So you might have a clear quartz point, a clear quartz cluster, a clear quartz scepter, a clear quartz geode, but they all feel a little bit different because that shape has changed. So similar to a natural crystal formation, altering the shape of the crystal through tumbling or polishing can do the same thing. So when you're choosing a crystal to work with, you may want to consider not only the type of stone and its qualities or properties, but the shape of the stone that you're working with as well. So using the example above, say you've chosen to work with amethyst for something like boosting your intuition then you may also want to choose a compatible shape. If you felt you had a block around receiving messages from your intuition, then maybe you'd want to work with that rough amethyst for a really big energetic push or breakthrough. Whereas, say you were feeling really apprehensive or nervous about what your intuition might tell you, then maybe a tumbled amethyst would be a better fit because it would be a little bit of a slower build and that process toward embracing your intuition would be more gradual and gentle. Not to mention, in addition to rough and tumbled stones, there are loads of other crystal shapes that you could use. Uh, In this example, again, maybe something like a carved pyramid for amplification of your intuition or even a sphere for some scrying divination. Now, one last thing to consider when you're choosing between a rough or a tumbled stone is that polishing in some instances, and I want to put a huge caveat here in some instances can put, can give you an extra layer of security in the form of that polished surface when you're working with a toxic stone. So for example, something like malachite in its rough form um, can more easily release little fine bits of powdery, coppery dust because malachite contains copper. So you should handle rough malachite, especially velvet malachite, with caution when it's in its rough form. But polished stones don't really pose this same issue when it comes to malachite. Now remember, this isn't true of all stones. There are some stones that are going to be toxic to handle, dangerous to handle, no matter what. Um, But for the most part, a lot of the crystals that we have commercially available are fairly safe to handle. So this is just one last consideration if you're choosing between a rough or a tumbled stone. Now, obviously there's not total agreement about this topic amongst all crystal workers and there likely never will be and that's okay. It's important just to listen to what your inner voice is telling you about choosing a rough or a tumbled stone or again, for that matter, any other crystal shape. And it's totally natural that when you're sifting through the opinions of many different people, you're going to hear a variety of voices and experiences. And this can be really helpful for giving you some clarity. But still, it's important to remember that crystal energy exists in rough as well as polished and tumbled stones. 
but the more natural the form, in my experience, the more direct that transmission of energy. So unsurprisingly, people tend to feel more raw power coming from rough stones. But in some circumstances, that softer energy of a tumbled stone may be more appropriate. And sometimes even other considerations like toxicity make tumbled stones a better choice in certain circumstances. So what might this mean for you or for a professional crystal healer? Well, if you are a crystal worker, either for yourself or working with others, you may want to consider having some rough stones and some tumbled stones available in your crystal toolkit. And when you're in doubt, just trust your intuition. And if, like many people, you feel stronger energy coming from rough stones, you'll want to take that into consideration when you're choosing a crystal to work with. But I just want to reiterate one last time, that doesn't always mean that rough stones are better. If safety, aesthetics, or just a desire for that softer energy lead you to tumbled stones, then that's the right choice for you. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Maybe you want to deepen your personal spiritual practice by connecting more deeply to your stones. Or maybe you're already working with crystals, but you want to learn some more advanced energy healing techniques. Wherever you're at on your crystal journey, the Love and Light School's CCH program can help you become the confident and intuitive crystal healer you know you can be. Are you ready to listen to the nudges from the universe and take the next steps on your crystal journey? Our CCH program is here to support you every step of the way. Well, that is it for today. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And of course, if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And I wanted to give a special shout out to LJ510, who left a five-star rating, and in their review, they say, the real deal. Ashley exemplifies what it means to be passionate about your work. She has a wealth of knowledge and expertise that she shares without ego or fluff. Her teaching style is informative without being condescending or confusing. Love this podcast. LJ, thank you so much. I am so grateful for that review. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that this resonates with you. And yeah, I try to kind of keep the fluff out of the blog posts and the podcasts as much as I can. Of course, from time to time, I tend to ramble. I'm human. I like to talk. (laughs) It's just what happens. Um, But I am so glad that you are enjoying the show. That really means a lot to me. Again, if you'd like to leave a review of your own, feel free to head over to loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes, or to subscribe to the podcast, check out our most popular episodes as well as all of our recent episodes, you can visit loveandlightschool.com slash listen. You can also find all the amazing places online where you can stream this podcast to your favorite device. 
That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at Love and Light School. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.